WBNE. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs! I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. And today we're fighting crime. Or maybe we're just vengeance. So get revenge on the guy that had your father killed. And visit your mortal enemy in prison. Because today we're bringing you the Batman. Ethan, the Batman, the Batman was directed the, by the Batman, the El. definitive. This feels like you remember when um, you remember, when Apple, hombre. remember when Apple was like, uh, hey, I know we've released three iPads now, but this one's called the iPad instead of iPad four. Yeah, that's what this feels like is this is the the iPad. It's the Facebook. Put the the back in. It's cleaner. Right, put the thub. <laughs> it's cleaner. Uh, it came out on March 4th, 2022, which is five days ago. So take anything we say with a grain of recency bias. Uh, $185 million budget, $301 million box office, um, which is a freak load for a movie that came out five days ago. Uh, 86% critic rating, 89% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 72 on Metacritic. Ethan, do you have a positive review from a professional critic? You want me to read a positive review? No, I want you to read a negative review, Ethan. Okay, I was I was not prepared for that. I bet you're just looking at the website. Well, I no, I'm not actually. I was looking oh, at okay. the negative reviews. Oh, okay. Well, uh, okay. Anthony Lane of the New Yorker says, "No way." Anthony Lane of the New Yorker did not like the Batman. He says, "Dropsical with self-importance and setting a bold new standard." In joylessness. Ooh, that's so surprising to me because I would have thought Anthony Lane was a cinematography guy. I would have thought that Anthony Lane saw the Batman and went, F yeah, the Batman. Yes, the, the Batman. Yes, the Batman. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Finally, the Batman. Uh, I've got a review here from Noel D. Lilly from the Chicago Reader. Uh, oh, boy. How do people in Chicago talk? Robert Pattinson shuts all his haters up with a vulnerable and terrifying performance in Matt Reeves is the Batman. The Batman. <laughs> the Batman. The Batman. That's, I think, because this is I the thing. I think it's, it's a like, little bit more Minneapolis than the it Dark was Knight. Chicago. The, no, that was pretty Chicago. You think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that was kind of Ditka. Yeah, that was kind of Ditka. The yeah. Batman. The, the Batman. Batman. The Batman. <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> Which is, like, I think how Jim Gordon should have talked in the da Dark Knight Batman. trilogy. Because hey, like it's the Batman that was mostly shot in both Pittsburgh and Chicago and not New York. And Jim Gordon was still like, hey, it's me, Jim Gordon from the Batman. Hey, look at me. It's I'm me. Jim look at me, Gordon. Jim Gordon. I'm a cop in New York City. And I think we he got really narrow been like, island here there, next bro, to Gotham. What you're going to need to do is go down to the precinct <laughs> and check out this Joker fella. He's got a lot going on right now. Kind of being like an evil guy behind the scenes. Yeah. No, that would have been great. Uh Anyway, this is the bad. Hold on. I want to read the most absolute nonsensical review that I've ever heard for a movie. And this comes from our good old friend, Armand White of the National Review, notorious hater of literally everything, who says, 
Coming ab exactly 100 years after F.W. Murnau's still disturbing Nosferatu, the Batman doesn't even earn being called artistic decadence. Its depiction of social horror isn't fully imagined, and it never gets to the core of spiritual repulsion. Uh, no, I think he's got a point there. Right, but like no film review in the year 2022 should start with, well, it doesn't hold up to Nosferatu. Right, no, I'm with you there. Um, and that, yeah, I think his first point is really dumb as well. He said it wasn't artistic decadence, and I was like, we weren't watching the same movie then. This was an this absolutely gorgeous film. This was artistically decadent. So I, yeah. uh, the, this the, was this was like indulgent, yeah, for for movie people. The um the cinematographer they they just uh said his name was like Greg something did like this and Dune and like most of the Mandalorian and Star Wars Rogue One, and I was like, no, that what? guy is something else. That guy's good. Yeah. That guy ate. That guy's real good. So, Tyler, give me a zero out of 100. Hoof. This is such a tough question. The Batman. I think I know your answer. Yeah. Which is. I do. I think I think I know. I think I'm surprised by your answer, but I think I know your answer. Okay. Um, this for me is I'm trying to think right when I think about it's tough not to compare to other Batman movies. And we'll get into a lot of that. In oh, definitely. Content. Uh, we I, we will have to talk about this film's place in the Batman cinematic When I think about, when I think about like my I have to think about what would I give my top Batman movie? Because that kind of colors this. Because think about that. If your top Batman movie is like an 85 to you overall, then then that drops what you might be thinking for this, I think, considerably. Okay. Well, I mean, not for you, obviously. But for because you. Because this is your top Batman movie. <laughs> but for me. Um, 82? Wow. Ethan says this is a 100%er. This is a 100%er. I cannot believe you it's, feel it's that not way. actually, but I'm gonna give it the 100 percenter specifically for a reason. Um, okay. Actually, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm just, I just I want like it, it, I'm giving it like an asterisk 100 percent, where like I think that any movie that does this thing that this movie does deserves a 100 percent rating until the problem is fixed, and that is this movie really just takes a shot at this like QAnon dark web f gun owner you know, uh, moral majority militia type as being the true villains of American society. I didn't know where you were going with that for a second. I thought I it did, takes, I didn't it takes real like, shots at them. And it's just like, you guys suck. And I want to make it a hundred percent clear. I'm not trying to get political with this episode. And this is the last one to talk about it. Um, so my, in, in, in the year of our Lord, 2018, my, my dad was shot five times in the back by one of these psychopaths who owned like 55 guns uh -huh. and I'm definitely not as militant as I used to be about it but like if you own a gun I don't like you there's no reason I don't think you should be legally allowed to own a gun and I think that you should take your gun and surrender it immediately and that you should not own one and people have a problem with that I don't like that I don't really like the military that's fine um, if that offends you, stop listening to my show. I really don't care. Um, that's the last I'm going to say about it. But for that reason, as long as these people keep being a problem and movies are unwilling to take shots at them, uh, I think a movie that does and does it gracefully should be rewarded for that. But I am going to say this is a, this is a 98 on the bacon and eggs rating for me. 98. I want to ask you, I, I think I want to ask you the, the question we're all waiting for. This is my favorite Batman movie ever. Really? Yeah. This takes over Batman Forever as my favorite Batman movie ever. Do you think it's a better movie than The Dark Knight? I think it is a completely different movie. I do too. I think, yeah, you're looking at apples and oranges the, there. I think it is the first time that the argument of The Dark Knight is not a Batman movie has been given weight. So because now we've seen the other side, right? This is the Batman movie 
that has been, I was explaining this to, to our good friend of the show, Beth Regals yesterday mm-hmm. of like what, but she doesn't like the dark Knight trilogy. She doesn't like the dark Knight trilogy. And I talked to her about it. And, and I truly think that like, as much as we love the dark Knight, it is definitely coded in some deep nostalgia because the MCU didn't exist. Right. Right. Uh, so Iron like, Man came out that year. If you're going in and expecting Spider-Man, no way home out of the dark Knight, like, cause that's what you're used to superhero movies being. Then yeah, I can see a world where you look at the Dark Knight and go, "This isn't a superhero movie. This is this kind of makes me sad, and I don't really love Bruce that much." Um, she had some some other criticisms that I didn't agree with, but whatever. Like, but this is the this is the the Batman movie that people have been promising me since uh, since the Dark Knight Rises came out. Whenever because that was when in my sphere everybody started being like, "Oh wait a minute, Batman's supposed to be like a genius detective." Yeah, and and I thought they didn't do enough. Like they did a lot to show that. Christian Bale's Batman or Christian Bale's Bruce was very, very smart and had those detective skills, but it wasn't a detective movie. No, no. You know, it wasn't. I've been reading, I've been reading Midnight Riot by Ben Aronovich. Yeah. That is like a detective book. This is a, this this is a cop movie. This yeah, this is like a a superhero movie in any way. This is a cop movie. It's faithful. It is a cop movie, but it's faithful. I feel bad saying this, but it's faithful to like the heart of what, Batman's supposed to, from what I, my understanding, what Batman's supposed to be, which is a detective. I mean, I want to make it 100% clear. I hate that I feel this way because people have been so annoying for the last 10 years about Batman's a detective. This is the Batman. And I, I really wanted to go in. I, I, There was definitely some part of me that wanted to be like, they did the thing. It wasn't that good. Everybody shut up. The only complaint I have about this movie is the score. Oh, I like the score Michael a lot. Michael should be fired and drawn and quartered. Disagreed. I, oh, I really this like this was Because I, when, I, when I heard it, I was like, man... They really didn't lay out for the score in this one. Like they could have, I feel like, gotten a big name composer. And then I saw it was Michael Giacchino and I was like, I, we deserved better from him. This is the guy More that wrote Married Life. We deserved better from him. And 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 lost. But like he went, he went, mm. You know, John Williams wrote two notes for for Jaws, and it was great. I'm gonna write two notes for the Batman, except I'm gonna steal them from Kurt Cobain, and then we're gonna slap some Ahmed Maria in there. I thought that was brilliant. I did too, Doing but like the I got thing. But the Nirvana thing was great. Like, but but I cannot stress to you how how much the first fifteen minutes were just the same two notes on a loop. I got it, I, it was it was. A I score. tend to not notice stuff like that. See, but and that's the thing is like for me, I was un not noticeable because like a decent a decent score should get out of the way, right? A great score will elevate the movie. A decent score should not really be there, right? Like the early Avengers movies, the scoring was non-existent really. Right. It right. Like nobody just... until they invented the, the the theme with all the French horns and stuff. Right. Like nobody cared. And those those movies worked fine. Right? You go watch you go watch the, uh, even if you watch like the Winter Soldier, you're like, this is cool music. And then you've forgotten it the minute it's out of the way. Right. The fact that I was still thinking about how the score took me out of it in the first 20 minutes of the movie when it ended three hours later is my only negative for this movie. Uh, so I literally have, I have no notes, no complaints. I couldn't find one. I loved this movie. I have a few complaints. Um, I, I also have some them. very strong pros and they're not like plot holes. I Hold on. Let me, let me, let me back up two seconds before you do that. Cause I just want to make it clear. Like, I don't think I'm better than anybody because I loved this movie. Like there's, there's already so much discourse on Twitter that just drives me crazy surrounding this because you have your people that like are acting like now you can't like Marvel and you're acting, you have your people that are acting like you can't like this because it wasn't as good as the Snyder cut. And you have your Marvel people acting like you can't like this because it wasn't uh no way home. And like, y'all just shut up. It can't uh, yeah, hurt no. you. It can't hurt no. you. It's a movie, right? Like, 
the people that are like, oh, this is how movies are supposed to be, shut up. And the people are like, oh, I, I, this is stupid because it wasn't Mark. Also, shut up. Do you do you get do you get kind of an icky feel like when people say Zack Snyder's name? I'm sure he's a super nice dude and a really great guy. But when people say his name, I get this kind of like yeah. down my spine. Yeah. I feel the same way with Matt Reeves, and I don't know why. Um, because he's done. He did this, and he did. There was some other big. He's the Cloverfield guy. Is he really the Cloverfield yeah, guy? He's the Cloverfield he, guy. No, there was something else. There was uh uh oh man. Oh, he's done some stupid stuff. I I believe I can't remember exactly what, but uh let me let me just take a look at his filmography here. Uh, I'm sure he's a super nice guy. I really don't know. Oh, we did the Planet of the Apes, which is you don't like those movies, but I love. I've seen the first one, which I loved. And uh, I, I mean, I would be willing to go back and at least rewatch the first one. And I, I've seen. I love the story of the Planet of the Apes. I love the classic one a yeah, lot. It didn't um, captivate me in whenever it came out, but I also just wasn't really into that. That wasn't what I was looking for in movies back then. Right. Like, I think the MCU has probably done a lot of work in both directions for those movies for me. Because, yeah. like, I think that I have grown more accustomed to just, like, you know, sort of balls to the wall action movies. Just, like, right. being, like, all right. Because, like, I don't think anybody's arguing that the, the Planet of the Apes movies that Matt Reeves made are, like, ground, breaking any sort of ground whatsoever. Uh, so, th- uh... Except for maybe like Andy Serkis being a monkey. I think that was it was the motion capturing that was like. Sure, 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 sure. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, like next level. And I can, I can respect that. I mean, Caesar always looks great yeah. when he's on camera. Um, I, but here's what I've discovered uh, through talking at work a lot about Pokemon. I don't think I like monkeys. I think I'm generally repulsed by the idea of monkeys. That's weird. Just like monkeys, apes, like a chimps, not interested. Orangutans, not interested. Gorillas, not really interested. Chimps, definitely not. You don't like, like Tarzan either. I don't like, I don't like Tarzan. I mean, I, I, I like Tarzan movies. I don't like Disney's Tarzan, but I'm not big on the Disney Renaissance in general. Yeah, you had a, you had a sad childhood. I did not have a sad childhood. I had a different childhood. So, no, it was pathetic, really. Uh, you know, <laughs> it definitely wasn't. But okay, no, I'm, I'm um, joking. Uh, but yeah, I, like I, I. So let's 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 talk about the Batman. Um, what were your pros and cons? Let me lay, lay it out for me. Pros. This is unbelievably gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's undeniable. And there like, are shots in this movie that, like, I would get tattooed across my back. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's so good looking. Um, I love the chemistry more than anything else. I think I do have some qualms with some of the acting, but the chemistry specifically between, and I'm, I feel so bad I can't think of his name, but the guy who plays Jim Gordon, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright. Um, between those three, I think makes the movie worthwhile. Yeah. There are some performances I'm not crazy about, and that's most of the villains with the exception of Colin Farrell. Uh, really? Yeah. I, uh, let me, let me pull up the actors. Cause I don't Oh wanna... man. I mean, Colin Farrell, like, cause this is where we're going to get into like, uh, Batman forever till this moment was my favorite Batman movie. And that's, uh, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Val Kilmer as Batman. Oh, I didn't realize that was Val Kilmer. Okay. Yeah, that's Kilmer. That's three. It's the first non-Tim Burton one. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed I to like all the follow Keaton. the same canon. I like right? the Keaton ones. Um, I think Keaton, uh, the more time that goes on, the more people that put the mask on after Christian Bale, the more Keaton becomes the best. I, I truly, I think this is the definitive performance. It's such a different take on it. Anyway, I want to talk about the villains real quick. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I think I fully disagree with you here. I mean, I think you probably do too. Toss it Listen. out to, um, to, cause like, I don't, I love Jim Carrey's Riddler, right? This is, this is, sorry. This is the point I was going to make. I love Jim Carrey's the Riddler. I'm not going to be like, you know, that performance is bad because this one is good. I hate Danny DeVito as the penguin with every fiber DeVito of my as the being. penguin is 
one of my favorite costuming and oh i kick. hate i don't, Danny I don't know how i feel about the performance it's been a long time since i've seen it but i've seen images from that set and it's just like oh it's so good colin farrell probably was my favorite part of this movie colin farrell was was fantastic and uh, the more i think about it the more i'm like we should just bacon and colin you know yeah like at least I mean, he six is definitely, months straight of exclusively Colin Farrell. Movies. With the exception of Pattinson, because he's insane. I think P- Colin Farrell is definitely the most likely person from this movie to come on this TV, this, this podcast. You think? Yeah. Okay. I want to I think talk if about- we hit up Colin Farrell's agent and we're just like, hey, we just want to talk to Colin about stuff that he would somehow get a hold of and just be like, yeah, okay, sounds great. Let's do it. I'm, and then I'm you got Colin about, Farrell, if you DM, if you DM Pattinson right now, you got a nice. shot. Yeah. Um, unbelievably nice. Because Robert's insane, right? Like, dudes. Uh, Zoe Kravitz simply does not have time for me. Oh, da- absolutely not. Yeah. She's uh, about to start another huge press junket. Yeah. For uh, so, Secrets of Dumbledore. So I thought Robert Pattinson was above average. I'll give him that. I, I, I would say significantly above average. I'd say it exceeds expectations, but is still not... I, I'll get into my thoughts on Robert Pattinson. I think that's a longer conversation. Yeah. Zoe Talk Kravitz. Talk me about villains. Talk me about Paul Dano. Definitive Selena Kyle. Jeffrey Wright. Amazing. James Gordon. Colin Farrell. Fantastic. Paul Dano didn't do it for me. Really? Uh, yeah. No. I I hated the costuming. Um, it felt cheap. I know that you appreciate that we're like villainizing these people, but it just felt cheap and weird and not in the way. It's very hard not to compare to Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, but it's, yeah. Like when you think about like, if Robert Pattinson is putting in a Christian Bale or above performance, then Paul Dano needs to. I mean, you you have to be compared to Heath Ledger, and he I don't think wasn't you do, actually because there's I, I a Joker know. introduced. I think Bar- Barry Keegan gonna, gonna be crush great. it. Gonna yeah, that'll gonna be a new it. definitive role. Uh, and then Judge Turo didn't do it for me. I, I mean, I absolutely loved him as Carmine Fal-, Fal. What I didn't love was Carmine Falcone. Oh, I thought that was good. It was kind of it's Falcone. He's I know. Italian. It was, a li- it was a little New York. He's a few generations yeah. down. Falcone. Falcone. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, cause I didn't know he was in the movie. Right. And I so didn't either. when he first shows up and is talking to Zoe Kravitz, I was like, Oh man, that's what a, cameo. What a great addition to this movie. Oh, I thought I he was did, fantastic. I, I felt like he was outclassed. I felt like honestly, Paul Dano and John Turturro felt like this is, I think the best way I can describe it. They felt like really good TV actors. Yeah. And they were giving in TV performances oh, on I the set. Of, I don't feel like that at all. Of man. a movie. I, I think Paul Dano nailed it. No, he felt like the villain from like Disturbia to me. Interesting. Yeah. See, I just think it, it requires such a smaller villain, right? Because like, a, it's not the Joker. It's not the definitive villain. It's like I don't think he. I don't think he has to be compared to the Joker. To Heath Ledger's Joker, he has to be compared to Ra's al Ghul. Uh, and he's way I, I better would, than Ra's I, al Ghul. Here's here's my heartbreaking piece about Ra's al Ghul. One, I don't know if I agree with that. Ra's al Ghul's amazing. Two. I would love to see Robert Pattinson's Bruce go through the the assassin trials and everything, but I think his Batman just didn't see, do I that. I think he I was trained. I don't by want Alfred. that, right? Because like even even for me, that was like when I watched Batman Begin finally, because I didn't see it before uh, before I watched Dark Knight. I, I I think I had seen it, but I didn't know that they were connected. Yeah, connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think when I saw that Batman Begins was in theaters, that I thought it was like a t- like a movie version of Batman Beyond, which was the like. Which was the TV show the, with yeah the the animated TV show that was like yeah. sort of quasi extant at that time yeah um but yeah I like I still think Ra's al Ghul was a weird the whole origin story was weird especially when you compare it to the Dark Knight and you get 
the Joker who doesn't have superpowers beyond persuasion. And Ra's al Ghul's like a ghost ninja. Yeah, he's a title. He's yeah, beyond human. I don't know. I just didn't. I never dug that, man. The whole the whole ninja thing was weird for me. And I get oh, I like I, I I get where it comes from, and I, I like that Batman. Like I'm not about to turn around and be like, oh, the Dark Knight trilogy sucks. Like I still love those movies. Unabashedly love those movies. I would watch the Dark Knight again right now gladly, and I don't think I'm gonna like it any less. But they are completely different movies. Yeah, this doesn't even approach the scale of the Dark. Knight. No, not at all. Not at all. It, it almost felt a little weird to me and they played it off really well, but it felt really weird to me when they were like, yeah, we broke the levees. I was like, this just escalated a lot from where we were. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I really dug that though, because like- No, I didn't think it was bad. That's the danger, right? Like that's the danger behind this type of person. Right, is that they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be small, which the stuff he did wasn't small. So this is, this is the thing that I like. Um, they, they built the villains in this movie around the Batman, as opposed to in the Dark Knight trilogy, they built the Batman around the villains. So, so you think, I'm confused. Expand on that. So like we get, for the first time, we get cold, calculating, logical Bruce, because that's how you beat the Riddler, right? Like, Oh, I thought that was what was so great about this, Bruce, was that he was not cold. He was super emotional. Well, not, no, not, 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 not like, not unemotional, but like, like, not cold calculating being like the, the the phrase of like using logic to defeat the villain until logic runs out and he's confronted with a literal mirror. Right. Because um, then I think, again, you're going to see in the in the in the sequel, you're going to see this like I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am a nocturnal animal. You're going to see that Bruce break against the Joker, which is what always happens to Batman when he comes up against the Joker. Like that's the formula, right? Right. Is it like the only way to stop the Riddler is through logic. The only way to stop the Joker is by actually playing his game and winning. Right. It's by stooping to his level. And everybody that's mad that it's Barry Keegan and not Joaquin Phoenix is my favorite thing ever. Why? Because it just doesn't need to be Joaquin Phoenix, right? Like you can't turn around and be like, oh, I wanted this Joker to have a Batman all along because you're lying. You didn't want that. No, you didn't want that. Um, yeah. But like, I think the so the first thing, thing that happens... I was in the theater. I saw this in the theater, right? The first thing that happens when the lights come up at the end is I hear a conversation going on and the guy just goes, all I'm saying is this is my favorite movie of all time. I just feel like it's been disrespected. And another person goes, what are you talking about? He goes, I mean, it should just be, it should be the real Joker, right? Like the Joker from the Joker movie. That's the real Joker. And I was just like, I actually want to fight this guy. I feel like it, it like, shouldn't be. Almost I fully agree. It shouldn't yeah. Be. I think the Joker is a character. This is, I think... To the only way to honor Heath Ledger, which I think I'm the only one that still feels this way, that like his performance was was groundbreaking. Um, no, you're not the only one that feels that way. It uh, feels like I am. Anytime I bring it up, people are like, mm, that movie kind of sucks. And okay, well, I 100% oh, agree with you. Yeah. Just as your co-host on this uh, show, I 100% agree with you. The only way to honor it is to have not as many actors as possible, but I would make the Joker like, I'd make it like, uh, I would make the, him like Batman, right? Like, I don't know if it, I would even go a step further than Batman. I would say like, I think this would be interesting is if you had, I think the Joker should be like Ra's al Ghul. Like the character, of the Joker should be like Ra's al Ghul. So even if, if in this trilogy, the second movie was Robert Pattinson versus, uh, uh, Barry Keegan as the Joker. The next movie is also against the Joker, but this time he's played by that dude from Where the Millers. Will Poulter? Yeah, Will Poulter. Interesting. Oh, that's my dream cast for the Joker. For Interesting. Sure. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize he was... I, I didn't know who Barry Keegan was um, until I looked it up later. Like, I didn't recognize him from his little cameo. Um, no, I didn't either, yeah. I didn't know. Which I do want to say, I also love Matt Reeves' uh, willingness to just, like, address 
things. Because like after the movie came out, he was like, yeah, so that is the Joker. He hasn't become the Joker yet. He's been in prison because Bruce put him there during the first two years of this world. But he has not created the Joker persona yet. And that he is like permanently physically scarred from some sort of accident not related to Bruce, but like Bruce is the reason he is in Arkham. Just giving us all the answers. Yeah, just literally going out and being like, yep, totally, 100% is the Joker. Not gonna make you wait for this. Like, that's gonna be the next movie. Like, we're all Gucci. Everything's great. Um, Yeah, and 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 and, and just telling people things. Like, that's super cool. Matt Reeves, I think, has taken an ownership over this movie in a way that a lot of directors don't. And like, almost every superhero director is afraid to, except for like Taika. I think for the most part, that is because their characters are only so much in their control. Sure. But I like I I think that he had a lot of control here in a way that like. No, I think I think that's exactly what happened. I think. Yeah. Say you're you're Matt Reeves. Right. And you're like, I haven't done a superhero movie yet, but I had that really great Planet of the Apes thing. And you get a call from, you know, D.C. and they send over a contract and you're like, cool. I'll think about it. And then Marvel calls up and sends you a contract and they're like, but, and both of them are like, you can't work with the competitor. You can't work with the competitor. We want you to direct, you know, and Marvel something. says, we want you to direct the Moon Knight film or something, right? Like we're yeah. going to take a se- season and then we're going to do a film. Yeah. Uh, and you can do that. But here's the thing. Moon Knight, blah, blah, blah. Shang-Chi has to be in it. Ant-Man has to be in it. Blah, blah, blah. All this yeah. shit. And DC calls them up and they're like, hey, we thought you did great with Planet of the Apes. Do whatever you want with Batman. Yeah, we want Zoe Kravitz in it, but that's it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we but, want Zoe Kravitz. Like, he's she like, was, so I can pick whoever I want to play, because that's how Matt Reeves talks. He's just like, yeah, so I can pick like whoever I want to play Batman? They're like, yeah, you can do whoever you want. And he's you like, cool, I want, to, the, hey, I want the Twilight guy, the bat from hey, Twilight. Who, who are they making you work with over at uh, at Marvel? Oscar Isaac? Yeah, you absolutely don't have to work with Oscar Isaac. Yeah. We, we can make him disappear if you want. And then the, I mean, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac would make a terrible Batman. Hold on. Think about this. And then Oscar Isaac gets a call from Warner Brothers and he goes in and they're like, Ah, the boy who lived come to die. (laughs) And then they just kill Oscar Isaac right there. Yeah. But he doesn't die and he leads a rebellion like he does does in Star Wars and does Moon Knight for Marvel. Which, I mean, to be fair, Moonlight, Moon Knight looks awesome. It looks very cool. Looks so good. I wish Pedro Pascal was in it. Oh my god, have you seen the preview, the trailer for that, um... Yeah, you weren't on this episode that when Riley and I talked about. Have you seen the trailer for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Yeah, there was a trailer for that before this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That Pedro might Pascal be my Nick new Cage. favorite movie ever. <laughs> I don't know, man. It looks awful. No, it looks... What are you talking about? It looks so good. It's not like face-off Nick Cage, man. It's shoe doggy. Yeah, but it's like meta. Yeah. I don't know. Pedro Pascal has this character that keep having him do. I think they call him up and they're like, hey, you remember Wonder Woman 84? And he's like, uh, yeah, unfortunately I do. Uh, I'm Pedro, Pedro Pascal. not British. I'm from Spain, which is near England. Pedro uh, Pascal's Chile now. I'm from Chile, which is in South America, uh, which is near England. Sort of if you drilled through the earth in an angle where you'd end up in England. You know why they had him do this this character, right? Because he was in Narcos. Oh, was he really? Was he's that like him? the lead in Narcos. Okay. Well, no, I thought they were doing this because they were like, that Wonder Woman 84 character you did was good. And no, he was he, like, 2015, was he, was the, he was the lead in Narcos. Is that he, Warner Brothers as well? He also is the same character. In, uh, I don't know if it's Warner Brothers, but he's basically the same character in Game of Thrones as well. You know you know who he's really good as? The Mandalorian. The Din, Mandalorian. Din Djarin himself. Din Djarin. Man, 
I I love this movie, man. I loved Robert Pattinson as the Batman. This is like, this is the least Bruce we've ever gotten, right? Ever. Yeah, there's like no Bruce. There's no this. Bruce in this, which I was fine Bruce with, is, right? Bruce is an accessory. I don't care about Bruce. And even even at the end, the Riddler maybe knows that it's Bruce Wayne. Right. He, oh, there's that great moment where he's like, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. He's you and the I boy. can take down Bruce Wayne. This movie the is... The boy... Hold on, this is him. The boy who lived. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> what I loved was the, the running undercurrent of Bruce being like, pigeon, rat with wings, stool pigeon. Uh, falcons have pigeons, or pa falcons have wings. And I'm like, yeah, hey, 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 Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hey, guess who else has wings, buddy? You. You. La El, uh, is it La El Rata Mala? Ma, uh, La Rata Alada. La Rata Alada. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this movie was funny. It was like, it was funny in like a, like a, in a way that made me laugh. And it was also funny in the same way that like, don't look up was funny. Like that we're doomed. Not, no, not even that we're doomed, but just in the like, in the, like they're talking about the thing in the dialogue, but like the characters don't know it. Right. Uh, there was a great one. This made me almost leave the theater. Towards the end of the movie, they go, oh, we're going to Gotham Square Garden. They drive by we're Gotham to, Square Garden a couple times. Yeah, we're going to Gotham Square Garden. In case yeah. you guys didn't know, this one's New York. Yeah, they just said it's New York. Yeah, this one is New York. Which Last I, time, I liked, honestly. Ballsy. No, 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 no. Gotham is Chicago every day of the week. Gotham's absolutely not Chicago. Gotham's only been Chicago in the Dark Knight trilogy. No. Metropolis no, is, is Chicago, never. my dude. No, Met Metropolis is New York. No, it's not. No, yes, it's not. it is. No, it's not. Superman does not live in New York. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yes, he does. He Superman just doesn't. Also, if you, asked, if you ask Batman for Superman, uh, Metropolis and Gotham are literally like five miles away from each other. Right. Do you, remember that? Do you remember that when they pull the map back and it's like their two cities are right there, like across the right. bay? <laughs> There's one. Uh, when I watched Arrow, they would always talk about, I think I've brought this up before. They're in Starling City and they, the, the, like the hood, the like bad part of town was called the Glades. Yeah. So I always pictured it being in like South Florida. Yeah. Like the Everglades, but like zooming out at all, it was like cold all the time. It was snowing like year round. It was very clearly like Montreal or Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. No, Gotham is absolutely New York. It's always been New York. I completely disagree. It was, it was, that's... I don't, when I think, you couldn't put, you could not drop Bruce Wayne into a Spider-Man comic, but you could absolutely drop Superman in. I disagree with that. I think you can Superman's drop... Superman's existence negates the need for Spider-Man. But this that's not the Superman. point. It's the first it's all, right setting. First of all, Superman sucks. I'm so tired of Superman. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think there's ever been a really fantastic one. I think Henry Cavill got the look. I would agree got with the that. Look. I would agree with that. But they all did. All of them have had the look. Uh, like there's not one. What movie Superman. was a he in from the neck down? Shazam? Yeah. 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 But it's not even Henry Cavill. It was like a different actor in the suit. Yeah. Man, it, uh, yeah, Superman sucks. I hate Superman. He Although hates you that, too. uh, if you could just make me a short film of just the Batman scenes from that upcoming, like super dog movie, I'd be down with that. Did yeah, you get the trailer for that? Good? I, uh, no, I did not. Okay. So before, before it played at my theater, um, I got like a very Batman centric trailer for the animated Warner animation group, super dog movie. Where, yeah. Like Dwayne, the rock Johnson plays Superman's dog. Kevin Hart right. plays Batman's dog. Yep. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is playing Batman in that movie. That's pretty cool. And there's like, a, but it's like super meta where like Keanu Reeves is like, Batman doesn't need anybody. Batman doesn't have friends. 
except for Rachel and Lucius and Alfred and whoever Morgan Freeman played. <laughs> That's so. And just like naming people that Batman's friends with and Jim Gordon. And then he goes after he's already named Lucius Fox, and he goes and whoever Morgan Freeman played. <laughs> Oh man! Um, so let's uh, Andy Serkis is as Alfred in this movie. Um, That's carried over, right? He was also Alfred for Ben Affleck, right? No, Jeremy Irons was uh, Alfred. For Jeremy ben Irons was. Yes, yeah. you yeah. are. This right. has nothing. This is not DCEU in any. I know way. it's not. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not, I didn't think it yeah. was, but I thought maybe that was a casting choice. Where it was like J. Jonah Jameson. No, so, Matt yeah, Reeves just, is straight up like this is not because they're they've already so they the minute this cut this came out they announced I think three spinoff HBO Max shows. Yeah, none of which include Selena Kyle. Is Robert Pattinson doing them? No, no. But that was what people were surprised by that like we're not going to give Selena Kyle her own show because I th- I do think they're going to give Selena Kyle her own movie. I don't think that like I. I as much as I think it would be very cool and awesome and inclusive, I don't think Zoe Kravitz is available enough. Oh, she definitely is. You think so? Yeah, she has two I things. I feel like she's constantly in stuff. She has two things, and one of them only makes a movie every four years. Uh, I guess that's and also, true. solid chance she ends up dead in this movie. Yeah. Because um, somehow that's we it. have to get to the Lestranges being evil, right? Like, that has to be a thing. Right. They are bad. They are bad people. They are the strange. Yeah. Because, you know, Rudolphus Lestrange was such a great character in the Harry Potter series that we really needed to tell his origin story. Right. I needed to know. <laughs> Belichick Lestrange's husband, where she got the name from, really needed his own origin story. But yeah, um, no, Zoe Kravitz is, I, I think, um, I mean, she was willing to release pictures of her lapping milk out of a bowl on the internet for promotion for this movie, like on purpose. Like nobody made her do that. She was just like, yeah, like in an interview, she was like, yeah, I learned to drink milk like a cat. And people were like, really? And she was like, yeah, here's pictures. I've seen That's... so much press junket footage from this movie just on TikTok. I think you got a little crush on Bobby Pattinson, though. Me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. What are you talking about? Yeah, you think he's better than than Will Arnett. I do think I, I think he's a better actor than Will Arnett. Yeah. You think he has more prestige than Will Arnett? I think Will Arnett has never played a prestige role. I know. If Will Arnett was a live action Batman, he'd have prestige. Look, I don't like you're you're asking me to pick between like which of my fingers and toes is my favorite, right? Like I love Will Arnett, okay? I also love Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer and like the pe- the group of people that Christian have played the, the yeah Christian Bale the group of people that have played Batman is becoming my favorite group of human beings ever. I know. Can you imagine if they did like an Ocean's movie for the Batman? Dude, because like Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, uh, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Will Arnett, Robert Pattinson, Keanu Reeves. That's uh, just in my lifetime. The, Kevin Conroy does the does the animated Batman voice. I don't know who that is. He's the animated Batman voice. For right, Batman but is he anything series. else like, that I would know him from? So th- that was my is he James I, I Arnold posted... Taylor? Like, no, he's not. Okay, he, he's known for being Batman. Okay, that's that's great. I'm sure he's fantastic. I just don't know him. Right. But yeah. yeah I, so I, I, I posted I was my ranking to, uh, of 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 people who have played Batman, not as Batman, but just as people. Uh, and people were like, well, "What about Kevin Conroy?" And I was like, "He's just Batman." Adam West got a lot of that too. Yeah. I was. Like, what Which about I've Adam watched, West? I've watched the Adam West Batman a little bit. You know. Um. I used to watch that on like TV Land when I was a uh-huh. kid. It would it would be like we're gonna play a Batman and then an Andy Griffith, and I'm like, this is dope. I like this. I I'm, wouldn't I'm, like that at all. I'm six. This is awesome. Andy Griffith is the worst. I know where you live. <laughs> I know you do. I know where and Andy you Griffin's live. Andy Griffin is our fraternity brother. 
Uh, I love Andy Griffith. I cannot stand that show. Oh, man. I used to come home every day and watch Andy Griffith. It would come on mm-hmm. before the news on I know it 7. would because my mom would watch it. Yeah. Ugh. Um, hated it. Every yeah, episode would like, be like, Andy, there's a baseball drowning at the watering hole. And, and you know what? And you know what? The guy that plays Opie on that movie or on that show, Ron Howard, responsible for Bryce Dallas Howard. The woman who's going to direct the next Star Wars movies. Is, is that confirmed? No, but like it's got to be, right? Well, Tyka, uh, Ryan Johnson was supposed to get a trilogy that they took it, right? I don't think they took it. I don't know what's going on with that. But like she is clearly the, the golden the child of the Mandalorian. She's so good. Oh, she's, she's so, so good, good, right? She's fantastic. The, 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 now, granted, I have not seen Jurassic World Dominion, and I'm willing to bet that it's just going to make me cry the whole time. But like the first two Jurassic World movies kind of sucked. Bryce Dallas Howard was in them. Why don't you just let her do them? Uh... I mean, the next one's going to have Sam Neill in it. Yeah, it's got Sam Neill and Laura Dern and and Jeff Goldblum back as their original characters. Legitimately, legitimately, when they played that commercial at the Super Bowl, I cried. My thing, I full on cried. So Sam Neill in Hunt for the Wilder People looks like he's 185 years old. Yeah. And that, like, I didn't realize that they, like, did that on purpose. There's no reason for Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard to be in these movies. Like, you could have just kept Sam Neill and Laura Dern. Right, but they had to. It was. There, a, it had to be a reboot. It didn't. That was the thing. Like, no, I Star agree Wars that it did. didn't. I agree that it didn't. Like Star Wars did. Like Harrison Ford could be in it. Carrie Fisher could be in it. Mark Hamill's still in it. They're old uh, though. But they're like old, old. Yeah. Sam Neill, he's old, but he's not playing Luke Skywalker. He's playing like an old paleontologist. Right. And he was also not young to begin with. Right, right, exactly. Like, never was I like, oh man, Alan Grant, like, what a great 25 year old. Right. <laughs> I was like, he's as old as my dad. Right. Um. Yeah, no, Bryce Dallas Howard, I would absolutely watch Star Wars trilogy directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. But actually, at the same time, like, I don't really want to disturb her from her workflow of making great Mandalorian episodes. I know that's we need that. Yeah. But anyway, so Matt Reeves has like a million projects working in this new Batman universe. And I'm fine with that. I would prefer it if DC abandoned the DCEU entirely. They kind of. I mean, they haven't, right? They're bringing in Black Adam and they're, but they're kind of going a different direction. They're well, like Black Adam's the shazam I don't know is- what they're doing. Black, I mean, that's part of the DCEU. Shazam but is it? Because the they couldn't even get Henry Cavill's face in it. Well, that's the thing is they're recasting Superman. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Henry Cavill's out. Is he? Yeah. Which Good for I him. think. Good no, for I him. don't know that. I don't know that he knows. I mean, he knows, but it was one of those things where I think I, I'm almost definitely wrong about this, but I think I saw an interview where he was like, yeah, I just find out one day that, uh, I'm no Henry Cavill's British. I know. I, I'm a little all over the place with my accents tonight. I like slid into an Australian and it, it ended up sounding to me pretty good. It was pretty so good, I was like, but I'm just it's gonna not Henry Cavill. It. I was playing Warhammer 40k and I found out that I will no longer be the Superman. No, I, honestly, I think what happened is that Henry Cavill was like, hang on, I'm an Oscar quality actor, not acting in Oscar quality movies. That's what uh, Matthew McConaughey did. He did an interview not too long ago where he was like, yeah, no, one day I was, I just told my agent, stop putting me in rom-coms. I won't do them anymore. We can, we'll wait as long as it takes. Yeah, I want a serious role. And then he was in The Lincoln Lawyer. He was in The Lincoln Lawyer. He was in Mud. He was in Interstellar. Yeah. I drove a Lincoln before they paid me to. I would drive a Lincoln. I'd drive a Lincoln. Absolutely. Ford? Heck yeah. I would drive a Lincoln partially because Matthew McConaughey told me it was cool. Yeah. I also love The Lincoln Lawyer. That's a cool dude. That's a cool dude. Yeah, Matthew Connery was in a bunch of, I don't even, I don't, yeah, he he did, did he win his Oscar? Yeah, for Dallas Buyers Club, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's he been, yeah, like he's the, been in like exclusively like good movies since then. Yeah. He was like failure to launch, more like failure to, 
take my career where I wanted to go. <laughs> I want to be in movies. And then he did, what was the other one he did? He did a show. No, uh, oh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a crime show. Yeah, Henry Cavill was like, I'm going to be The Witcher, and then I'm going to be Sherlock Holmes. I love his Sherlock. We're getting into Nola Holmes too. I'm very excited. Oh, man, I hated that movie. Uh-uh. I can pull up audio right now that says I loved that movie. This No, is not for me. Definitely is, not for me. This is me being Ethan Edgehill. I didn't like that movie Nola that much. Holmes. I liked Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes. I didn't like... I mean, it wasn't that great of a movie. This is not me hey, hating on Millie Bobby hey, Brown. Like, I love Millie Bobby Brown. She's fantastic. I want her to be in things. I don't need to her to be Sherlock Holmes' baby sister. I didn't need Sherlock to be in it at all. I just wanted them to be like, yeah, this is Enola Holmes. Yeah, She's but you can't drop me Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes and then give me that little of it. I know. So good. Yeah, I like Pattinson as the Batman, but also, like, I enjoy watching... Him and Zoe Kravitz talk to each other. Like, so rarely, with the exception of, like, Tom Holland and Friends, the whole, like, Tom Holland verse, <laughs> so rarely do you feel like people actually, like, have a good connection after making a movie together these days. Right. But, like... I've always thought that was so weird that, like, actors could work with somebody every day for, like, six months. Yeah. And then just, like, we're just not friends anymore. But, like, Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson are out here in interviews, like, finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> like I know. I've seen them finish each other's sandwiches a few times. Yeah. Can I do a bit, Ethan? Yeah. Are you ready for my bit? I mean, this is not a great way. I'll be honest with you. This is not a great way to introduce a bit. <laughs> I want to do a thing. Um, this so is, just do a thing. Listeners, is, listeners, you're about to hear a thing from this Tyler is Daniel Carlin. This is Bruno Madrigal as a customer support line. Ring, ring. Hola. Esta Bruno. Uh-huh. Nope. No, yeah, I know nope. the problem. Nope. Hey, hey, Tyler. I saw this coming. Run that one back, buddy. You got the wrong... Uh, it's not Esta Bruno. Estoy Bruno. No. Soy Bruno. Soy Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> Ahora soy Bruno. <laughs> you can't mess that up. I can. Uh, You've never gotten it right, ever. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. You can't just have two verbs for I am. And before you come at me and be like, uh, I am, we are, uh, shut up. English is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that the, the random U.S. senator that tried to tweet "Let's go Brandon" in Russian, but didn't understand no that way. Russian has like Russian has like verbs of motion? So like a bunch of people like responded and like you said "Let's go Brandon" in the way somebody said "Let's go skiing." <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, you said you said "Let's go, comma Brandon." <laughs> <laughs> I, that's such a weird thing what do you think i don't want to get into it i don't want to talk, talk about, about the war i just needed to tell you about russian verbs of motion i don't want to talk about the war either i did think maybe we should cover rocky but that i just wanted to throw that out there i mean i'm down for that but i yeah i mean i feel like we should cover like rocky four if we're gonna cover rocky rocky one through four no just like the like the one that has ivan drago in it isn't it always a russian no oh i can't keep up with these rocky movies no um no, we got to cover the stupid boy band panda movie next week. I'm excited. I'm not excited at all. I've never been less excited for a Pixar movie. I think it looks I'm terrible. So excited. Oh, I'm willing to be swayed, so obviously. I'm not going to go into it with like a, I'm going to hate this. I'm sure it's going to be I, great. It's Pixar, right? Like they don't usually miss with original movies, but yeah. it looks so bad. I think it looks so fun. I'm a little bit more excited knowing that it's like takes place in the 90s and isn't like K-pop based, but. You're not a big K-pop guy. Not a big K-pop guy. No, no. What about Hyperpop? I mean, I guess. Do you have a favorite hyperpop artist? Yeah, whatever guy did Sugar Crash. <laughs> it's the only hyperpop song I know off the top of my head. Oh, what a banger. Does Oliver Tree count as hyperpop? I don't know who that is. Does I think Boy that's... With Uke count as hyperpop? 
I, I'm betting not, since uh, that sounds like he has a ukulele. I mean, probably not. Oliver Tree's the dude that does that, like, life goes on and on and on and oh, on and on. Oh, I hate on and that. I, hate oh, I like that. that guy. He's great. I mean, that song sucks, and he admits that song sucks. And he talked to Logan Paul about how that song sucks. But he's got good songs. You lost all semblance of light on your face, by the way. I right? know I did. Look at that. Look, I can fix it. Hold I on. do just need you to know that. Um, how's, how's this for, like, a key light? It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it, it may be great, but it's like not your camera's not working for you. Is Orville Peck hyper pop? I don't know who Orville Peck is. is He's that, that country guy? singer that wears fringe over his face. I I have no idea what you're, you're not keeping about. up with the you're with the with the teens these days and what they're. No, I'm to. not. Uh, I, I'm 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 what you call out of touch. I'm a parent. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I lost a lot of faith in pop music for a long time, but the current crop of Zoomers are listening to some good stuff. Well, yeah, the Zoomers are so much smarter than us. Yeah, they weren't for a while, though, because, like, pop music's been bad for a while. And, like, I got I got down with the right. Like, I like Post Malone as much as the next guy. But Spotify was down yesterday, right? You know, were you familiar with that concept? Uh, yeah, I, I saw that, like, people had to listen to, like, Apple Music for a that, day. like, Spotify broke worldwide? Yeah. And so what I did was I went into my Apple Music library and queued up Punk Goes Pop Volume 4. Yeah. Specifically, I started with the All-Star Weekend cover of Yeah 3X by Chris Brown. It's one of my all-time favorite covers. And we just like, they don't make pop music right anymore. There was a long time where pop music was bad. I'm just go yeah. out and say it. There was a long time there where pop music was bad, and it happened right after that. I've I've previously credited Payphone by Maroon 5 as being the death of pop music, and I stand by that now. Because every original song on that record slaps. Cause you got like, you got uh, Just The Way You Are by Bruno Mars, A Rolling Deep by Adele, and Yeah 3X by Chris Brown, and, uh, and, uh, and Fuck You by CeeLo Green. And like last Friday night by Katy Perry. And and then after that, it just started to suck, right? Because like it pop music was bad enough that Punk Goes Pop died. I know. That was why. Because they just couldn't do it anymore. Like they couldn't they couldn't punkify those songs. Like, what are you gonna do with Ariana Grande's sweetener album? How are you gonna punk you can't punkify that? 34 plus 35, baby. That song is more punkifiable. So is Seven Rings, man. The 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 like the these are my favorite things ripoff. Yeah. Like breakfast at Tiffany's and bottles of bubble. You could absolutely do some metalcore shit with that. It'd be rad. What do you what do you listen to right now? Punk goes pop volume four. Yo, hold on. What? You need to listen to uh Look at how I ask me, do I look okay? You know I say That was pre-collide with the sky Vic Fuentes, man. That dude had no idea what was ahead of him. It's not a thing that I that album came out in 2011, and then uh, Pierce the Veil turned around and wrote one of the seminal, you know, that type of music albums ever right after that. I just want to I want to go back and tell the guy that did the Bruno Mars cover that he was eventually going to be my hero. <laughs> you like Pierce the Veil? Oh, absolutely. Clive the Sky by Pierce the Veil's fantastic record. You huh. should listen. I need you right now to go listen to Pink Rover by Scene Queen. Because all right, all right. <laughs> this is a song that came across my radar the other day. So this is kind of like selfie by the chain smokers meets Squid Game. Yeah. 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 I saw a bunch of TikTok videos like duetting the girl that does it. And it was dudes like, how is this person signed a hopeless record? Which is like a, like an emo label. Like that's where Peace of the Veil signed to. And people are like, yo, what is going on with this? There's a sound in this song. Yeah. It's like it a goes, siren. Yeah. Yeah, that I saw a bunch of TikTok videos also... of dudes just being like, yo, what is this crap? And like disappearing off screen. And then the, and then the thing drops and they just come like busting through a door on the other side of the frame. <laughs> like, it does. It bangs when it, it hits. Bangs. It comes out of nowhere. 
Oh, man. Anyway, state of the scene is strong. I, I vibe with what the Zoomers are listening to right now. That's good. I'm proud of you for that. I mean, so don't, don't get me wrong. There's some absolute nonsense that gets featured because of TikTok. Like, there's that, oh, like... Yeah. There's that like I could be a better boyfriend song. There's one which is like fine, but it's just like it's like a combination of every girl that's like trying to be Billie Eilish without actually saying anything. Right. There was one that went around for a while. It was called like Coffee for Your Head or something. Yeah. I hate that song with every fiber of my being. Yeah, I mean it doesn't actually sound like that. That's like a remix. This is the one they played on the radio. Oh, I know. I know. I heard it in Seven Eleven one time. Yeah, and I. I hate it. Drives me absolutely nuts. If you there like was, that song, that's fine. There was one song that I still vibe with to this day. I mean, to this day being like, it had its moment like a month ago on TikTok. It was called like, So Hot You're Hurting My Feelings by Caroline Palachik. Nice. And it had like a really goofy dance that went with it, but it was just a total mood. All I'm saying is that Robert Pattinson was a great Batman. I thought, I mean, like, I get, I'm with it. I'm going to continue to defend it. When people say they didn't like his performance, I'm going to be like, nah, you're wrong. I heard somebody being like, oh, it's just like he did in Twilight. I was like, no, it was very, very different than what he did in Twilight. Yeah. Like, uh, but I also feel like, I don't feel like, as Batman, I think we got a lot out of him. As Bruce. Not at all. Not at all. But and I I the, mo the movie didn't ask anything of Bruce, though. Then, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, that was the only thing I didn't love about it was the fact that it led. There are like clear moments where it's setting you up for a sequel. And I always kind of hate that. Right. Like at least it's not post credit scenes. It's not post credit scenes. Um, let's talk for a second about because I, I tweeted some controversial opinions yesterday about the length of this movie. And I got a lot of blowback from that. Did you think it was too long? I want to know what you thought about the length of this movie. Uh, it was a it felt like a very normal theater experience. But as an at-home viewing experience, I think the length is asking way too much of me. Did you watch it at home? No, I watched it at no. the theater. Okay. I, I didn't feel like I needed to get up at any point while I was watching it. Yeah, I, I disagree with but you, but I, I've, I've always disagreed with you about this. I think that, that um, length is a bad reason to, to either like or dislike a movie. I've um, never said I liked or disliked something. I mean, I, I've jokingly said that, but I've never based my opinion on the length of a movie. I think you have. But <laughs> I think I think if I say it's poorly, if I say it's long and that's my complaint, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's poorly paced. It feels I would, long. in the future. I would ask you to say it's poorly paced then, because like I do really think there's a war out right now on like long movies. Um, I think I it waged this war. I think I am the reason this war exists. I, like, so I the first thing I check when I'm looking at something to watch is how long time. the movie yeah. is. So our, our friend James, <laughs> fan of the show, multiple guests of the show, you know, friend of ours texted us he was the first person i knew to see it texted us and was like man that was a marathon i mean i loved it but it was long and when this movie ended i was like it's over no way i i felt the same way yeah but I, then I, I, see, I i you know i tweeted yesterday i was like man a lot of y'all when you saw endgame was two it was three hours long we're like this is a great thing and when you saw the batman was three hours long you said this shouldn't be allowed why is that and a lot of people were like oh because because endgame had good pacing which it didn't um I want my thing with Endgame is I want it to feel like three hours. I mean that's fair. I didn't. I st I think Endgame is a full half hour too long. Um, Disagreed. Yeah, there's no part of me right now that wants to watch Avengers Endgame. I want to watch it. My stock drops on Avengers Endgame daily. Every time a I, new piece of content comes out for the MCU, I want to watch it less. Honestly, like, I, I don't. I, and, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to minimize what it did um, and how I felt about it when I saw it in theaters. 
because like obviously the moment when like Cap grabs the hammer is like one of my top five theater experiences ever. Like I'm not trying to minimize that in any way, but like I do think it really truly suffers from a rewatchability problem simply for the fact that it is like a super heavy movie that is the culmination of like 30 other movies, which is great. Like it, that is what it had to be, right? This is what that's what they set up and it's fine. But like to call it the greatest movie of all time, I think is asinine. That sounds like a white boy podcast take to me. That's fine. I'm I'm totally cool with that. I will continue to go to war against Avengers Endgame. I, I truly think it's slowly becoming one of the most overhyped movies, one of the most overrated movies ever. You honestly, like I, I couldn't disagree with you more. It's so freaking good. Sure, it's good, but like it's not. It's inspiring. It's not. It's, it, I I wouldn't even put it in my top ten Marvel movies. Legitimately. Oh, I would. Legitimately. I I, I mean, I would want to say that it's not. I would want to have a, a more you know, nuanced and unique opinion, but I don't think it's. I don't not, think it's. I'm not trying to go for a nuanced and unique opinion, right? Like I'm not trying to be to be better than anybody by saying that. Right? I I don't think that like. Avengers Endgame is bad is is the correct take. And I'm not trying to take Avengers Endgame away from anybody, but it's like I am constantly having Avengers Endgame waged against movies that I love. Because like to this day, people are still actively mad on the internet that it did not win Best Picture. I've literally never once seen anybody upset about this. I saw people upset about it today. Your your you brother should. Jonathan was upset about it yesterday. Yesterday, out loud. was Jonathan's like, not, Jonathan doesn't understand the Oscars. The Oscars right, is but, our thing. Okay. But they get to talk. He gets to talk. People on Twitter yeah, get to talk. And, and you just have to be sitting there like, oh, no, obviously not. But I, like, but that's I don't. not the point of the Oscars. But I don't because because if you say that, they get mad at you. You don't have to say it. You just got to know it. You can, you can be quiet about that one. But why why do I have to be quiet if they get to be loud? That's my problem. Because because you being quiet affirms that we are truly the, the better film fan. I'll say this. I love this movie. I thought it was beautiful. I will absolutely watch it again. I think this is not for me. It's not the best Batman movie. I still have The Dark Knight. But um, this is the best non-Nolan Batman. And I oh, think it's better than... I mean, yeah. That's, I think, a no-brainer. It should be. It should be a no-brainer. Right. right? Like, this is... Okay, listener, 100% transparency. This is better than the Tim Burton movies. Yeah. Like, I hesitate to, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, this movie is better than this movie. No, this is better than the Tim Burton Batman movies. Now, those can still be your favorite, but, like, you know this is a better movie. <laughs> you get it, right? Yeah. Like, um, as far as, is it better than Dark Knight? I, like, I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. Is it, like, at the same way, I'm not going to say, oh, it's better than Avengers Endgame, right? Because they're... They're completely different movies. They're there for different purposes. They're accomplishing different things, right? Like, I, I do want to say, like, I we kind of left it off on Avengers Endgame. I'm not trying to say I don't like Avengers Endgame, and I'm not trying to say you can't love Avengers Endgame. Um, do I get why Avengers Endgame didn't get a Best Picture? Yeah. Do I get why this will probably be nominated for Best Picture but not win? Yes. Do I think the Academy is wrong for that? No. So you think this will get a nomination? I think this will win. get an... I think the only reason this doesn't get a nomination is recency bias yeah because it just came out the academy has a very strong recency bias very strong recency bias yeah we're like academy best picture winners come out in december or january right so what, what are the best movies of the last two months right and oftentimes i've never heard of half of them yeah uh because most of them haven't even been widely released yet which i think is horseshit but that's a whole different topic for a whole different episode because, but I think I think if Dune got a Best Picture nomination, this will get a Best Picture nomination, and I, I fully think this fills that. I again, fully think yeah. it deserves it. Not not as a superhero movie, but just as a as a film because it's. Do you think the riddles were good? What? Do you think the riddles were good? No, I didn't think they were very no, good at all. They're not that, supposed that was to be. disappointing to me. 
Uh, I think they should be. A fantastic Riddler has fantastic riddles. That's how I feel. Well, we've never seen that. Like Dan Brown, right? He can't write riddles. Right, but like Jim Carrey's riddles in in the bat in in Batman Forever were like, "What's black and full of holes?" Batman. Because <laughs> 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 I shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> like we're never gonna get. We're never gonna get. You know, if I shoot and aim. Will riddle you. <laughs> What's gonna come out of the gun? Injustice. The tools of cowards and criminals. Bullets. Is it helicopter? <laughs> Lucius, I got a riddle for you. If we Is aim helicopter? to shoot, and then there's riddles. Is it helicopter? No, I already guessed that. <laughs> I just think you I think it was a helicopter I just didn't want to admit I got it so fast <laughs> but like the riddles are supposed to be immediately obvious because he's a serial killer right like no they go for like a Ted Bundy thing not Ted Bundy Zodiac uh, Kodiak Zodiac who is a serial killer right I just I, I do I would have taken Ted Bundy okay, I just want to clarify what you just said I said he's a serial killer and you said no they go for like a Ted Bundy <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess what I, I Tyler, really you know. do understand I mean, that both like, Ted Bundy and the Zodiac were serial killers. I right? do, okay. I do. I what I meant to say is like, no, but like the way that like kids tweet, like they'll start a tweet as though it's like a rebuttal to an argument, oh, yeah, or they're like yeah, building yeah. on somebody the Australian else's point. Yes, right. It's like no, yeah. No, no, yeah means yes, and yeah, no means no. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Clear. Condensation. <laughs> what we haven't had yet is Australian Batman. We had Australian Wolverine. No, no, I mean like Australian. Like he fights he fights crime in, in Australian like Gotham. Sydney. Yeah, like like Melbourne. In Melbourne. <laughs> Listen here. I am the knight. I am the I crike. am the knight. <laughs> if you look New Zealand Batman <laughs> be like, I am the Batman. <laughs> If you look here, there are actually 23 breed of Australian bat that could bite your head off. But you've got I to like to imagine that, that Australian bat. Is that, look, none of the bats in New Zealand have no natural predator, therefore they can't have villains? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine, can you imagine, like, Maori Batman, like, he's seven feet tall, like, built <laughs> right, like a brick shit tattoos. house, doesn't wear just a cape? With all the tattoos right. and the helmet. And the cow. And just like, yeah. Hey, bruv. <laughs> Want to solve some crime? <laughs> Play some rugby? Or blacks? You've got Maori. They're massive. <laughs> and they just come up to you like, oh, no need to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh. Let's get some. F you got any? Fi give me your final thoughts on the Pat Bat. My final thoughts is there's a scene towards the end of the movie where Robert Pattinson is leading people through a flood, and he's got his bat suit on, and he's carrying a torch. Uh, that's my favorite. Oh, that was yeah, that was fantastic. That's when I said I'd get a seat for this movie tattooed across my back. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That was so cool. That was so cool. Because that point, he becomes just like a regular hero. Hero. Yeah. He just starts saving people. Just starts saving people willy nilly. I also kind of like the fact that Gotham is like completely fucked at the end. Yeah, like screwed. And he's like, it's going to take a while, but we'll rebuild. We'll be stronger. It's going to take a whole city. And then there was no post credit scene. And then, well, there. so after he says all those lines, Mirabelle Madrigal comes out and starts singing about, you know. Look at this city. It needs a new foundation. <laughs> 
Right. And so, you know, and then they end up on Paramount Mountain. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. SpongeBob was there. Yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> the thing crazy. is, like, this movie is so wild that, like, you can't even tweet spoilers. They sound fake. Yeah. Because if I went on Twitter right now and I was like, man, I loved how the Batman score was just two notes and then a Nirvana song and then Ave Maria. And that's it. People would be like, what the fuck are you talking? That's got to be a lie. You could, But I think there is the, you know, there is the one spoiler that's like, oh, by the way, the Joker. Yeah. But, like, so... I was I was talking to your your brother your brothers at work the other day yesterday about los, this los hermanos los hermanos Carlin the pop I've so so Rhett Rhett and Link do uh, Buenos y Míticas Días where they have Good Mythical Morning like dubbed into Spanish uh-huh. and the dude that plays Rhett sounds exactly like Rhett the dude that plays Link sounds nothing like Link nice and I've pitched your brothers the idea of doing like los hermanos Carlin <laughs> would you just dub it I yourself? would do both of them yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, we were talking about um, e Jack Jack. We were talking about the subversion of expectations as a trope and how honestly at this point, in order to subvert expectations, you have to do exactly what you're supposed to do in linear order. Right. Because like, for the most part, with the exception of the fact, and, and I'm going to listeners, if you haven't seen Spider-Man colon No Way Home, I'm going to give you spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. So please go watch it or just fast forward. I don't know, two minutes or whatever. But, like, you can't really spoil Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, what are you going to be like? Oh, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it. Cool. Yeah. So is the Green Goblin. Yeah. So is Doc Ock and the Sandman and and and, and Electro. And you're like, okay, but what happens? I just, it was like a superhero movie. Like, it just happens. Like, they break the multiverse. Yeah, that was in the trailer. You can't spoil it, right? Like, you can't spoil this movie. I mean, you could be like, oh, man, the Joker's in it for half a second. Then Matt Reeves is on Twitter like, yeah, it was the Joker. 100%. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, no theories. It's the Joker. He's not the Joker yet, but he is a serial killer, and he's in prison because of Bruce Wayne. So, like, it is it is subversion of subversion of expectations, which is wild, and I love it so much. What did you? This was kind of a shocking moment for me. They in this route, they have Martha be an Arkham. Martha Arkham. Yeah, that was honestly the biggest spoiler. That was great, and it was just a it was a passing glance, right? Of like 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 uh, the Waynes and the Arkhams, Gotham's biggest families merging together, and like because honestly, it gives it gives impetus for why people that are not Carmine Falcone would want Bruce Wayne or want Thomas Wayne dead. Right. Also, Thomas and the, and the whole plot line that Thomas Wayne is like. A false idol Thomas to Wayne's a false idol running for mayor. And there was a lot of stuff we didn't talk about this movie. Um, Thomas Wayne being a, a false idol and running for mayor, but also like the mayor just being like a genuinely decent person. The Also, I don't want to I, I don't want to talk about the war, but like Volomir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, being the way he is, is like working as marketing for the Batman. I don't know anything about the I don't know anything about this. So basically the president of Ukraine, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. The American president was like, hey, we'll get you we'll get you out of Kiev if you want so that you don't die in the war. And he was like, no, I don't want to ride. I want guns. Help. I'm going to stay. I'm going to give me I'm going to fight the Russians myself. Nobody else will. Nobody else will. Yeah. And, and, the, and the mayor in this movie, the newly elected mayor, is just like exactly the same way. They're like, we got to get you out of here. And she's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Get me out of here. I'm the fucking mayor. This is where I belong. Uh, I just couldn't disagree more, Mrs. Mayor. Uh, uh, also, Jim Gordon not being the commissioner, I think, is a brilliant, subtle tactic. I didn't even catch that, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, Jim Gordon doesn't 
get to be commissioner or police. Jim Gordon's like a cop, like a like a beat cop, like a beat cop. Well, not a beat. I mean, he has he definitely has some pull. He's like a like a detective right. or lieutenant, whatever. But like he is not the commissioner. And they're 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 straight up saying like there is no there are no good cops at the, the top. Right. Because like every because even when they when they pull Carmine Falcone out and they're like, you know, uh, some of us don't work for you. It's like d dudes in hats. Right. Like it's not right. It's not the brass. It's your random beat cops. This they were talking. I was reading uh, Midnight Riot today. Ben Ronovich. This is the second time it's come up now. And they were talking about uh, street clothes cops. Is what they called everyone who like wasn't like a beat cop. Yeah, was like a street clothes cop. Yeah, we do the same thing in the states. Plain clothes. Plain clothes. Yeah, that's what they called plain clothes. Yeah, plain clothes. Street yeah. clothes. I think he. I think he says street clothes in. I think that's the English term. Yeah. But they also have like a. They have a different like police system like than we do. Constables. Just yeah. With, with yeah. With, we're you know police constable whatever you know. We have a weird police system too. I mean, sure. Theirs is just more like the military, I guess. But once you stop being a private, you get to like just be a, a person. Mm. Um. Like our, a lot of our cops are always cop. They're always in uniform. Yes. Like it's not just implied that you stop being in uniform at some point. Correct. Um, yeah, you could be you could be very far into your career and still, and still be, be a uniformed officer. Right. It's like you you become a detective and you get to wear a suit. What a weird practice. Yeah, I, I like chef pants myself. Chef pants. Yeah, the crazy patterns. I think that yeah, I think the uniform for chefs is one of my favorite things ever. Where you, like have to, you have to you have to wear like we the on. jacket, right? Like you have right. You have the chef jacket, and then you get to wear whatever comfy pants you want as long as they're insane. Right. And you have to have the hat. You have to have the the toque. You don't have to wear it, but you have to have it. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. And you're required to have like a knife tattooed on your arm. And you, you should be really religious. No. That's what I picture. Like a like a like a cross necklace or something. I I Gold saw a chain. guy the other day on TikTok that was just like, listen, I don't know how it is in y'all states, but if I go into a restaurant and the chef in the restaurant looks like an extra from Duck Dynasty, I know that the food there is going to fucking slap. And that's true. He's not wrong. Because the last time I was at like River and Rail, I looked at the chefs and they all look like extras from Duck Dynasty. They're wearing like trucker hats <laughs> and like t-shirts with the comfy pants. Are you good? I am. I thought I heard Emily coming down the stairs and I can't see. I'm under the stairs right now. And sure. I can't see anything. And I, I feel like if you're under on. the stairs, you would know if there's somebody coming down the stairs. Well, they've got all these sound paneling on them. I don't know. I mean, I got plenty of sound paneling in this room, but I still know if somebody's on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. I guess all right. That's let's fair. let's uh, let's wrap this show up. Uh, we, we've said right. a lot of words. I got paramore in my ears. You're still listening. I, I cannot believe you do that. That is the wildest thing. We got very few reviews in the Discord and the Facebook. Um, I was kind of surprised that few, fewer people saw this. I mean, more people saw this than saw Encanto in theaters. That's for sure. Yeah, nobody saw Encanto in Because I remember we when we did totally the Encanto episode, people were like mad at us. Because they were like, nobody would have seen this. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just like, because we were like, oh, this is one of the best Disney movies ever. And people were like, what are you talking about? Like, this is, you know, nobody's going to watch this movie. And then, you know, now, now it is like the biggest now movie it's like, ever. Yeah, the biggest movie ever. And I was like, huh? Yeah, you guys remember that time? You didn't believe? You didn't believe me? All right, give me that listener score. Just to recap everybody on the scores we have, though, I gave it an 82, Ethan a 98, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 86, Metacritic a 72, and the Rotten Tomatoes audience was an 89. And the Bacon and Eggs listeners were a 91. Dang! It gives it an 88.7, which rounds up to an 89 official Bacon and Eggs score. If you want to vote on this, our Facebook group is 100% free to join. We'd love for you to hang out there. We pop in a lot. If you have questions for us, we're typically pretty quick to respond. 
This loses to Fantastic Mr. Fox and beats White Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's an interesting uh, group for this to fall into. I would say that's kind of exactly how I feel, honestly. I like this more than Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, I probably do too. And then, but it's what's above uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? It's a good list. It's Tick Tick Boom, Encanto, School of Rock, and No Way Home. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I would put this above Fantastic Mr. Fox, but it's somewhere yeah, in the I range. Yeah, I mean, of, it's, so like, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Just to give you a perspective, Fantastic Mr. Fox is an 88.7, and I'm sorry, Fantastic Mr. Fox is 89.4, and this is 88.7. But like, so they're both 89. Sure. But like but Fantastic Mr. Right Fox, right. I would not say could be the number one movie. This I would say could. Encanto definitely. Tixie Boom definitely. No Way Home definitely. School of Rock definitely. Like yeah, I forget how many bangers we've covered. You know what I actually really want to revisit because uh, it, it gives me the right sort of cozy feeling in a weird way is Eternals. Interesting. I still hate that movie. I've only seen it once, but I don't want to watch it again. Oh, I do. But I like feel so again, spacious. I had a long conversation with Beth about about last night. Beth recalls about the MCU. And like, I love that I hated Eternals. Like, I Why? love that Marvel is out there making movies that I don't like. Oh, yeah. Like, I love that, that Shang-Chi is out there upsetting people. The Black Widow's out there upsetting people, right? Like, nothing makes me out, because as much as I love Infinity War and Endgame, they got real safe for a while. Like, those movies, yeah. those movies are for everybody. And I don't have a problem with movies for being for everybody, but like, they gave us 24 straight movies that were for everybody and now they're like but everybody is is oddly exclusive as well it, it is for the the biggest piece of the pie right but like i mean i don't think that you're there's not a lot of people that dislike the whole mcu no there's, I, there's people that dislike right like dislike superhero movies on principle but it's like i understand disliking superhero movies on principle that doesn't mean you have to dislike every superhero but like if you hate if women you're not gonna like black widow if you're racist you're not gonna like shang chi right you know but that's that's pretty broad <laughs> like no right. but like if you're if you're a racist woman hater you feel pretty safe watching you know captain america civil war right, right. Like, i think that's certainly true but i think if you are you know i, I don't know i i don't know who wouldn't relate to what that's not for me to decide and i feel like i'm gonna step on myself oh my god the, the conversation of let me make it clear i am the, the reason i am not excited for turning red by pixar is not because i can't see myself in it i don't like red pandas you did turn into a giant red panda when you would get mad like when you get worked up in high school too so i think you like can really i mean yeah i feel called one. out by it i feel seen in a way i don't want to right like yeah no i i, I, I to, to be fair i definitely think i'm gonna I, end up liking the movie right but like can i tell it you is something not because that i it used is, to do can i make a confession to you yeah. Ethan? One time when we were in like middle school or high school, I I took notice to the fact that you didn't like to be called out for stuff. And, and then proceeded to push that button constantly for the next 10 years I on would, purpose. I don't think I do that much anymore. No, but you did for a long time. <laughs> I did. And and I'm sorry. Okay. That was not a very kind hey, thing to do. For, I think I wanted to tease my friends and I didn't know how. Yeah, for a long time, you and I were not, I would say we're not good at being each other's friends, right? Like I, I, I think we have a very healthy relationship now. I don't think we always did, but I think we had a healthy, unhealthy relationship. Like, I've never... I remember... Can I tell you the rest of this story? Because yeah. I feel really bad about yeah. it. So when people would ask me, like, oh, what's Ethan like? And I was being mischievous. I would say, oh, he really doesn't like to be called out. And then I would give them exactly this example. I would say, all right, boys, something I just got to point out real quick. You can't eat the urinal cakes. Ethan, talking to you. 
And you've never eaten urinal cakes. Yeah. But I thought that was like the funniest thing. I was like, if you say that, he'll get so pissed. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, but it obviously wasn't. You, and nobody you, ever and, did and it. And you used to do this thing, and you still do to some point, to some extent. Like, I don't think this this tray will ever leave you. But you used to do this thing <laughs> where, like, anybody would express any kind of, like, negative opinion on anything. And you'd be like, I oh, just don't let stuff bother me. It just doesn't bother me. I don't let stuff bother me. I feel this way entirely. But, like, somebody would be like, oh, man, I didn't love that movie. I just didn't let it bother me. Why would we be talking about it if you didn't like and, it? Like, Which you movie did, that, did you like? Let's you talk did about that, that one. For literally every day to the point where it was insufferable for a long time. I I got I had a, like a, a religious awakening right around when this particular feeling started. Yeah. Um, and for me, like that religious awakening was founded in like radical acceptance. And so like the people I was around, like in, in church places, I think you saw it as radical acceptance. I saw it as radical I think acceptance. you are more radically accepting not. today than you were in. Oh yeah. I think so. I was very confused. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Um, but I would. I remember thinking a lot of things that like I would think and I would see the contradiction in what I was saying and I would be like, that's got to be a lesson I haven't learned yet. I accept that contradiction. And I, upon further reflection, like I have a degree in Christian philosophy. I, those lessons aren't there. The contradiction's bad. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm not going to. You know what else is that. bad? Evangelism. <laughs> right. But we're not going to dive into that. This this episode, I feel like, has, has flirted that line a little too no, much. No, I so. agree. We'll get Kevin Garcia back at some point and talk about another super right. And we'll, movie. we'll give you a trigger warning. Before yeah, we can talk about we can talk about uh, the religious trauma, religious and trauma, and the, <laughs> the deep uh, issues with the, with evangelism. Right. Um. But this is not the anyway. Place yeah, for this that. has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. This is did we talked about the Batman? The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Um, I, I for Batman. one am excited for more. Um, oh, this is uh, this is my final thought. I'll say this. Okay. I'm sorry. I think the I think the best Batman movie that's ever made will be made with Robert Pattinson. I don't think it's been made yet. Oh, I yeah, I I, I fully agree with that. Um, which is like, and weirdly enough, I think that the Dark Knight trilogy is so um intrinsic to the enjoyment of modern like air quote cinema from the mainstream perspective that like people don't want the dark knight to be beaten and that's stupid <laughs> you should always want there to be a better movie well i'm still waiting i uh, that's fine i i I don't think you'll be waiting that long. I do think it will happen. I think there will eventually be a bet because they're just going to keep rebooting Batman forever, right? Because like it's a well, yeah, it's a. And it's there, a I think there's already talks of Michael Keaton doing a, a live action, right? Because it's a, it's a it's an absolutely fantastic character that like everybody is familiar with at least some part of the archetype for. Like Batman is right. is almost I would say almost as influential to not influential but like almost as. Much a part of American culture is like George Washington or Jesus. Yeah. Like, everybody knows Batman. Everybody has an assumption of Batman. But, like, you should always want there to be a better Batman movie. I know. This is a conversation that comes up for me so much with people that aren't you, Tyler. But, like, when I start talking about enjoying and, like, thinking that, like, old movies are great, people immediately get defensive and they hear, like, oh, he thinks that old movies, that classic movies are better than modern movies. And that just simply isn't true. Like, I just think that, like, there are movies that are as good as The Dark Knight and Avengers Endgame that were made in the 30s. Like, I think that whatever time period you exist in, there have been, like, banger movies. Universal yeah. bangers. Um, And, like, it doesn't... I, I the, the conversation of either or gets so boring to me. Or, we're like, what, you can't watch 10 movies? Like, you can have a top 10. It's fine. Not every movie that comes out has to be your favorite movie, and not every movie that comes out has to affect your favorite movie. Correct. 
Just like I see a lot of movies. E. Yeah, like whatever you like, man. My immediate assumption is to not put this in my top ten, and then I realize that my immediate assumption is to never put anything in my top ten. Well, yeah, because then you have to move it around. But it's not even that's like I don't think I have a top ten. Like I don't think those movies have been made yet. Oh, I do. There was a long time where I avoided using the hundred for the fact that I didn't think I had seen a perfect movie, and then I, I, I came around on it. Right, we started we started kind of joking around and using it for silly things, and that truly I think impacted my enjoyment of movies in a positive way. But like my my immediate instinct is like nothing that has come out in the last ten years has moved my needle, but that's absolutely asinine. Like that's a hundred percent not the case. I think it's interesting. Let's take Avengers Endgame as an example. On one hand, it feels weird to me to say any movie newer than Avengers Endgame is my favorite movie. And it, Avengers Endgame is not my favorite movie, but that's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it feels weird to say, like, anytime there's a movie that comes out, like, say you saw Encanto and you're like, this is my favorite movie now. Like, that feels weird to me. It's like, that's recency bias. It hasn't sort of passed that realm of limitations where it's allowed to be in this position. Yeah. But, but on like, the flip why? side of that... Right. One, why? On the flip side of that, like, do I think I'm really going to go to my grave thinking Avengers Endgame is the best movie ever? Do I think I'm going to switch it to a movie before Avengers Endgame or after? Because if it's after, that means whatever I see has to go through that statute of limitations. I'll tell you the thing. If we are... So we're living in a we're living in a second renaissance right now, right? Like just as a human species. Starting with the industrial revolution, we're in we're living in a second renaissance. We're like the boom in technology and the boom in thinking has changed so much. In my humble opinion, the Da Vinci of movies has not made a movie yet. Ooh. Cause like we we were talking about this at work and we had a hard time quantifying what this era, when this era, era of movies began. And we put several different milestones out there for like, you know, the 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 takeover of CGI or, you know, the invention of the blockbuster or You got like 40 years there, man. Not really. It's a like 20 years. 77 to 2009? 77 to, to like 97 you would say like i would phantom say that menace. i would say that phantom menace at the absolute latest was the 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 full change i would say i disagree i think avatar is your milestone there no i don't i don't i don't i don't agree with you at all we can talk about this in the hash browns avatar, honestly but yeah let's do let's that let's do that okay if you want to listen to the hash browns you go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs it's like five it's bucks five a bucks. month to so listen yeah. to the hash browns which is like an extra 30 minutes of bacon and eggs almost every week I don't, and you know, Tyler, I wanted to talk to you about this. I don't think we do it a good enough job with the hash browns. I surely don't. Um, I subscribe to several podcasts that do bonus shows, and I think we need to be more uh, cognizant about telling you what we're going to talk about the hash browns and actually talking about something. And I want to do that going forward. So you want to talk about Avatar or the Phantom Menace? I want to talk about the, I want in the hash browns this week, I want to talk about where we stand on eras of movies okay. and how we are part of a second human renaissance right now and how the Da Vinci of movies has not been born yet. I think he's made seven movies. You think he's James Cameron? No. You think he's... Who's made You'll have to wait and listen. Oh my to god, I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler Carlin. That's Ethan Edchill. You can listen to other shows like this one. If you liked this show, you go to WBNE.org. There's a whole bunch of great shows over there. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Mary Clay Watt just literally started talking about the Silmarillion. You nerd listening to this? There's a podcast like, oh, the talking Silmarillion. about the Silmarillion. I think Silmaril by Silmaril. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you, nerd. Nerd. Uh, nerd. Who's like, who's like, the Summerland's hardly high fantasy. Shut up. I don't like talking to you, but Mary Clay will. Go listen to her show. Here's a preview. 
Hello, my name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And on That's What I'm Talking About, I'm experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the very first time. Now that I've finished covering Lord of the Rings, I'm reading The Hobbit and realizing that it's a very different experience. It takes them like 70 pages to just leave the Shire. Longer. Fellowship of the Ring. It, it takes them like- Forever. It, I think it takes them like 100 pages to get out of the Shire. I was just fuming. I was like, you mean to tell me <laughs> that they leave the Shire in the span of one sentence, but it takes them 100 pages in Fellowship of the Ring? That's what I'm talking about. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, that was a great preview, Ethan. Um, Hi, I'm Mary Clay Wood. I'm talking about the Silmarillion. <laughs> You're making me lose my focus. You're making me lose my I focus. I talked to Don Johnson from TikTok. You know, yeet a seal door. Don, Don Marshall, famous band TikToker. Don Marshall, that's him. Uh, thank you for listening to this show, and until next time, Arrivederci, Arkham.